0: Hi hey, hey. Hey, how are you? Hey. We are in the playoffs. I'm a little late on this, but let's just quickly go over who made it and who didn't. Um right now the team's playing in the playoffs, starting from sixth seed up to third, because obviously the first two get buys from where they ended up in the standings, um, six seed, slipping in, um, Park Ridge Pool Pals, after being, uh, always made fun of throughout the season, uh, bit everyone the butts and passed a lot of people and made it just barely into the playoffs, they are taking on the three seed, uh, which is me, the, uh, league manager, Garbage, um, uh, Really not performing well, since it's Friday, I can talk about that, and this matchup really quick, uh, not going good, it's really ugly, pretty much mostly on both sides, Um, someone, Pool Pals is winning with a 5.3 ERA and a 1.4 whip, uh, because Garbage somehow has an 8 ERA and a 2 whip on the week, I couldn't have picked worse timing for that, so... Um, that is currently a seven three in the hands of Pool Pals. Uh, if they win, they will indefinitely play uh, the Skankies. Um, and on the other side, the five seed, you got a Playboy. Uh, at at least his name at the moment is no one wants to play in the playoffs. Um, who is backing that statement up by playing really well? Uh, somehow hitting three seventy on the week. Um, Double digit home runs, he's uh, absolutely been killing it. And he's versing the vibrators in uh who just slipped into fourth place, had some shaky play at the end, but ended up winning uh, enough to be able to get a pretty good seating. And uh unfortunately got a bit pretty unlucky matchup. But right now they're holding their own. Their power numbers have been pretty good. Uh ERA and whip are fantastic under a two ERA and under a one whip. Um Lots of wins for the amount of pitchers they've had gone, so they're doing pretty well. Uh, and then you got your bi-week teams in Fear Boners, who are the number two. Uh, they had an absolutely ridiculous season. I'll go more in depth out on people's seasons in other episodes. I'm going to make a, a few more. Uh, probably an episode five more, uh, talking about two teams each time um, and about the trajectory that they took and some of their players and who they ended up with. If their season ended, I'll talk about how they did. And if they they didn't end yet, then I'll talk about how they're doing. Um, but regardless, for the playoffs, then you have the Skankies, too, who were just an absolute powerhouse. So much power, 240 home run hitters, and one of them being a catcher, uh, you know, doing super freaking well. Um, they both had bye weeks, and they... Most likely, if things end up going the way they are, we'll play uh, Playboy uh, in the next round in the playoffs. And also, next week, after next week, there will be a Manager of the Month award that gets put in for September, which will be the last one. And, uh, should be mostly talking about... Wait, where is it? Yeah, okay. Should be mostly, um it's gonna be hard to do I guess is what I'm trying to say uh, with the fear Boners and the skankies having a bye week they don't technically have a record to analyze uh, I'm not obviously gonna put in all the stats for everyone so that's a little bit much to do so I probably won't do that it'll more, more be what was their record in their three matchups that they were capable of doing and if anyone oust them there then then you know we'll figure that out as it goes but um, I still have to figure out you know what the accomplishment like the thing you get to do for winning manager of the month for September will be we'll cross that road I still have another um thing to figure out also for the skankies um for winning in August so I'm a little behind there too so give me some time I'll think of fun stuff to be able to do Uh, although the season is coming to a close there's still some some good things to do um and then quickly talk about the end of the season stats in general um which I just put out a um, whole overview of it on the end of the season uh, on Twitter uh, at the League of Degenerates. Uh, Number one overall, Skankies, what do you know? Uh, Vlad Guerrero, best hitter. Uh, Salvador, uh, Salvador Perez came close, but this team in general is pretty much top five in everything hitting. You could really even say top three if you take out stolen bases. Really good, and then the pitching wasn't even a, that bad either. I mean, the pitching still held its own. It was a top four, I would say, pitching team overall. Um, they lacked saves a bit, but I would say top four pitching squad mixed with probably the best overall hitting team. So you have Vlad Guerrero and Salvi Perez that were huge. Uh, Corbin Burns. Uh, and then they. I was putting best stolen player for each team. <sighs> I gave him Vlad Guerrero in the draft. Sorry, everyone. My fault. My bad. Trust me, I wish I didn't do it. Uh, Fear Boners ends up being, you know, more middle of the pack for hitting. Uh, not a very strong team in average and stolen bases, but the other stuff is pretty good. But fantastic pitching, easily. Probably, maybe overall the best pitching team. Um, Jose Ramirez, Zach Wheeler, big players. And they also traded for Pete Alonzo, which was huge for them. Uh, then you go over to me. I suck at hitting. Uh, garbage, uh, probably one of the, towards the back half of hitting teams, but really good pitching as well. I'd say my team's only a step behind fear boners in pitching, uh, Garrett Cole, Shohei Otani, obviously Shohei Otani best hitter, but at the same time he pitched as well and he pitched really well very often. Uh, so he easily had the edge over a guy like Freddie Freeman as my best hitter and Brandon Crawford, who I got off free agency has been super helpful, after drop being dropped by Playboy. Vibrators. Really up and down season. Like I said, I'm not going to get too much into that stuff. We'll talk about that another day. But really just average on both sides. Um, not super great either. Had some decent RBI stuff. Uh, decent area and whip. But more in the middle on both. Um, with Matt Olson just being a beast this year. Killing it. Driving in runs. Lots of home runs even not even killing you in average, which is great. Uh Freddie Peralta, best stolen player also, and best pitcher. After Tots dropped him, picked him up and literally top five pitcher all year. Um then you go over to Playboy. Yeah. Probably up there with skankies in the hitting. Maybe if not even better. Um Marcus Simeon is just I don't even know what to say about him. He just No one expected a step like this ever from really, like, anyone, but especially from him when he already kind of showed who he was. Uh, He had a really good year with the Athletics a few years back, but this is, like, another world, Um, especially coming from shortstop slash second base. Um, Brandon Woodruff, about his only good pitcher, considering his pitching is not good. Gets wins in Ks, though, because he slams that waiver wire. But, yeah, pitching is not good. Woodruff is about the only thing that is holding him up. And then you get Adolis Garcia, who he picked off for agency, uh, dropped by the Vibrators. Um, Super helpful throughout the season. Uh, A lot of power potential that he had. Uh, Pool Pals, which is the last playoff team we'll be talking about. Um, Again, another team that's more average, if not lower end on the average, similar to the Vibrators uh, in hitting and pitching. Better in the pitching side. um, But, like, the hitting wasn't awful. It was just... It was a very, like, they, they they won through, like, big weeks. That's how they were able to come come back and call into the playoffs. So it's not like it was consistent, good play. It's big weeks that really helped them jump them there. Um, Jose Abreu, Mr. Consistency and MVP last season. Not quite at 30 homers yet, which is surprising after the huge power he had last year. But he's still been awesome, lots of run production. Max Scherzer, since going to the Dodgers, has been even better. He also has Robbie Ray, who is just an anomaly. And then Renfro, who he picked up in beginning of July, has just raked for him ever since. So, awesome pickup he got there. And now the first team that's out of the playoffs, who unfortunately missed, Scott's Tots. Um, one of the better pitching teams, they just were very low on counting numbers uh, and wins in wins and Ks because they did not make many pickups. Uh, but ERA and whip number one in the league, and even saves were top three. Um, the hitting was just average. Uh, but you have a guy like Devers, already over 100 RBIs, mid-30s homers. He's just been an absolute stud for him and Boston this year. Kevin Gossman, an- another guy I'm just so surprised that he did this well. Not that he could pitch well. like I, I could see that be happening, but really good. Um, and then also Jorge Polanco, who he picked up. I also dropped him. <laughs> Whoops. Um, top five shortstop right now, who's just mashing the ball. Uh, then you got the show. A huge fall from grace again. I don't want to talk about it now. Unfortunate though. Sorry, Sheck. Uh, probably the worst hitting team in the league. Was able to get stolen bases, but probably the worst overall hitting team for sure. And then their deficiencies that needed to be made up in hitting. Uh, by pitching well. Uh, didn't happen. Uh, ERA and whip were just not good. They got the counting numbers and saves and whatnot from drafting and then also from the pickups, like I said, for uh, Playboy, but it just wasn't enough to overcome the hitting. That just was not strong enough at all, unfortunately. Um, but Ozzy Albis was huge. Machado even had a pretty good year. Uh, Razio Iglesias, I thought, was the best, most consistent pitcher for them. A good amount of wins and saves, had a good counting numbers, a sub-one whip, um, decent Ks. So Bauer Bieber probably would have ended up. Uh, the top guy, if they had not, came up short this season with injury, and then obviously that crap that's going on with Bauer with, um, punching vaginas. <laughs> um, and Giolito, uh, was a close second, but I just thought Raziel was better. Um, and then Posey, Buster Posey got a top five, um, catcher, uh, on a pickup at the beginning of the season after Iron Dome dropped him. So, really great pickup. And then Iron Dome, uh... Not quite the strength in hitting that you normally see from this team. That always drafts really heavily in the hitting side. Did deal with a bunch of injuries like we've talked about. and He's definitely talked about a lot over the year. Uh, really likes to talk about how much this team gets hurt more than anyone else's. <clears throat> yeah, I said it. <clears throat> um, but Fernando Tatis, ironically, a guy who couldn't stay healthy very often. But even so, super good. Um, crazy stats he's had this year. Um Julio Arias has been awesome, great deeper pick for him that ends up being like a top ten pitcher pretty much, and because he's a Dodger, 18 freaking wins. Uh, and then Logan Webb, he gave up for Kiner Falefa to get Lo- Logan Webb, stud in the second half of the season, great pitcher pickup. Um, only issue was that the pitching elsewhere besides Arias and Logan Webb were just not good enough, not deep enough, and the ERA and WHIP, bottom half of the league. Did not pitch for saves ever. He had one save in the year for when he just played another team that didn't have any closers, and the Wins and Ks weren't there. So, unfortunately, Iron Dome wasn't able to capture and be able to even try to get in the playoffs to repeat for last year and them having their big success story. So that's over, unfortunately. And KFC, the man who came in last, uh, had a really good beginning half, but just fell off big time. Um, Similar team makeup to the show, just a bit worse. Uh the the show has worse hitting, but was more adamant on the pitching stuff, whereas KFC I guess, it was oftentimes honestly getting pretty unlucky with pitching pickups that kinda of blew up his ERAs pretty often. But uh Era and Whip bottom middle league, uh but the Ks wins and saves were just not there. They did not ever find good consistent closing, uh which is really unfortunate. It was a big part of their team what they were trying to do, and it just couldn't be found, and then the hitting was really just average stolen bases runs, which is fine because that's three categories um, in guys like Merrifield and Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette was a perfect fit for this team. Not only was Bo great, but this team just fit him perfectly with the over 110 runs in front of all those power hitters and sluggers on Toronto. And uh, mid-20s stolen bases, which is great and everything too. And then obviously, like I said, Whit Merrifield and stuff. Uh, then you got Bueller, Waukee Buley. Um, could use some more Ks compared to how many innings he's thrown, but he's still super great, um, on the air. And then Kyle Gibson, uh, was a really good pickup, got traded in the middle of the year from Texas over to Philly, and he still did pretty well. He did better in Texas than Philly, but still doing pretty well, and he was a really good pickup. Um, could have picked Kyle Seager, but, uh, because his pop is crazy, but Kyle Seager is hitting, like, under two ten, so it's hard to say, like, best stolen player they got. So, you're gonna go with Kyle Gibson, but, Yeah. That's it for the whole end-of-the-season wrap-up. We're probably going to then talk about all the teams next week, starting with uh, the ninth and 10th and moving the way up. And then uh, once the playoffs end, we'll also talk about that too. All right? Cool? Sound good? Yeah? Mm -hmm. Okay. See ya. (laughs)